In Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he tells that story of the jar of rocks, sand, and water. I mentioned this YouTube video demonstration in the build module, but in reverse it doesn't work because you have to get your priorities straight first. So work-life balance can never be an either-or. Both are important, but both need to be prioritized, even if you're a full-time stay-at-home dad. Don't forget, we're building a business from home because it's important for you to have that for your self-worth and passion if you're not employed. So like the tightrope, it's not an either-or. You're never fully in one or the other. You need to be present in each one, of course, not wishing you were doing the other, but you're always working at one to help the other. Remember, a good job makes for a good family, but a good family makes for a good job. They're integral. Remember how we think of work-life balance instead as a balanced diet? I work with fitness professionals and nutritionists a lot, helping them build out their continuity programs like I'm doing for you in the dad hustle. So a balanced diet means eating enough different types of food without eating too much from certain categories. Similarly, our life draws from all aspects, work and life, which make up the dad four, faith, family, finance, and fitness. Each day and each week will have different priorities based on life circumstances, kids' schedules, travel, holidays, seasons, and more. But sometimes we need to prioritize one aspect of life over others and temporarily slip out of balance. This is okay and perfectly normal. It's not a drifting day that I talk about in other lessons where you lose the day almost completely. You just can't get it done. Thinking of work life as a tightrope assumes total failure when you're out of balance, but imbalance is okay when guided correctly and returned to normal when possible. Think of the diet example. Sometimes you splurge. That's okay. Then you get back on track for a normal eating routine. So here's how to prioritize. This isn't something you really need to write down daily or weekly because your priorities live on so many levels. From a high level, you might find from the Big Balance worksheet that home or family is more important to you than work. Okay, that gets you in the right direction. Drill it down one more step from there, then run through daily priorities several times a day in your head. More on that in a minute. Let's prioritize now based off the DAD4. Download the DAD4 balance worksheet and fill it out now. Really, pause this video and do it now. Okay, you've prioritized based on faith, family, finance, and fitness. Every day, keep these in mind, and when something goes out of balance, it's always because the priority shifted. Remember, never say, I don't have time. Say, it's not a priority. But try not to sound like a jerk if you say it to someone, all right? Now, daily priorities. Remember, we also use the DAD4 for our daily habits and our weekly and quarterly goals. What we're talking about now is not a habit or a goal, but a priority, which is more of a loose framework to help you stay in balance. And there's a difference. Here's an analogy using running as an example. In a marathon, your dad four daily habits would be things like keeping good posture while running, using fluid arm movement, and breathing deeply. Your dad four monthly goals would be things like 
hitting the halfway point at two hours flat and not walking until mile 20. But priorities are where you put important things before lesser things, like this. Water is more important than an energy gel if there's no time for both. Or if I get a cramp, I think I'm better off sitting down for a few minutes and resting than trying to run through it. Okay, get it? Priorities compare two things together or rank multiple things in an order of priority. But look at that last statement about the cramp. What are we comparing there? It's a little more vague, and this happens more often than you realize, and is why people just fail at prioritizing. They make it too simplistic, as in apples or pears. In the cramp analogy, I'm prioritizing an outcome from a possible scenario that might not even occur. This isn't a list of 10 things on the schedule today where you really only have room for seven, so three need to be bumped. That's simple. Bump the least important. Done. This is more of an action plan if something changes. It's if I get a flat tire on the way to the airport, the first thing I'm doing is parking the car on the side of the road and calling an Uber and making the flight. Second priority is calling someone to change the tire once I'm on the plane. But it's wise to get these scenarios in place so you can prioritize in an instant. I drive sweet little Annie crazy with my what ifs for this very reason. Picking up the kids from school is a high priority for me. It has to be done. Many days I don't need to do it since they have a ride. But I need to know what the plan is if they don't have a ride. Because if I'm not doing that, my highest priority at 3.25pm on a weekday is wrapping up my emails and my work for the day. Also, back in that cramp scenario, I'm building a priority based on something not to do. So I will choose not to continue on in the race because I know the consequences may likely be me having to drop out completely. I'm taking a lesser evil, which is resting and wasting some time, to avoid a greater evil, which would be dropping out and failing. I really key in on this because it's so, so important and people overlook it in the whole area of prioritizing. I once met the founder of Tyson, the meat company and conglomerate. Huge company, not the Mike Tyson, other guy. We were at a cocktail party and trying to make small talk, I asked him if he could give me his one greatest piece of business advice. He said, it's not what I did, but what I didn't do that made me successful. Knowing when to sell that bad company, to say no to a deal, to let an employee go. Same with priorities. You need to prioritize more to avoid the negatives than to hit the positives. My dad was someone who could prioritize like no one's business. My son turned to 10 yesterday, and I took him to the Quick Mart to get a slushie. Just a tradition we do, and he mentioned how cool that was. I've done it with all of my 10 kids for every birthday until they're old enough to not care about slushies. I thought I was pretty awesome until I remembered how my dad would take the afternoon off work and we got out of school at about 2.30 and he'd do something with us until dinner on our birthday. Golf, a ride on the snowmobile, whatever the season was, we did something epic with dad. He also prioritized time with mom. It was important to him, so much so that, yes, he'd schedule it. This irked my mom, who saw herself as a scheduled commodity, a, a time slot. But we all knew that this was just how Dad was. If you mentioned something you needed his help with, he would put it on his yellow legal pad and he would spend the time with you as soon as he could. 
Guys, prioritize your time, even if your kids and wife laugh at you. Now, you also need to think in terms of roles. Every dad and every person has a number of roles that in total merge into his life story. Roles might include things like dad, husband, son, employee, volunteer, money manager, etc. When we see life in terms of our various roles, it's easier to determine how effective our life balance is. Evaluating your priorities with an emphasis on balancing the many roles you have can become a big part of finding that elusive ideal of work-life balance. And finally, evaluate your work-life balance on a regular basis. Achieving work-life balance is a never-ending journey and your needs will be different at different times in your life. So set aside some time once every other month or so to reflect on your current balance, what you would like it to be, and what the plan is for arriving there. Because guys, achieving balance in both your work and personal lives allows you to perform optimally in both areas.